Calgary City Council members could soon have to undergo perpetual anti-racism training. A True North exclusive sheds light on how many Israelis are being confined to their homes as Hamas continues its brutal attack of Israel. Western University is teaching its students and staff how to become anti-racist. Hello Canada, it's Thursday, October 12th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Lindsay Shepard. And I'm Isaac Lamaru. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Calgary City Council members could soon have to undergo perpetual anti-racism training as the city pursues an amendment to its code of conduct for elected officials. On Wednesday, the city's Integrity and Ethics Office recommended that all elected officials attend, quote, yearly in-person training and ongoing customized training throughout the year. Councillors will vote during an afternoon meeting of the executive committee. Calgary hopes to add a provision, quote, to mandate anti-racism training facilitated by the ethics advisor. This will build awareness, knowledge, skills on racial justice, and anti-racist leadership. The provision will also impose, quote, a duty on members of council to educate themselves about the impact of systemic racism and racial discrimination on Indigenous, Black, and diverse racialized Calgarians. By adding the new provision, the city signals that anti-racism is central to the discharge of members' offices. According to the recommendations, the training plan will include sessions on on specific topics and continuing training of a more customized nature throughout the year, whether through online modules, self-directed learning, in-person discussions, or other gatherings. The Integrity and Ethics Office claimed that anti-racism training was also essential for the city's environmental efforts. Isaac, with so many pressing issues facing major cities in Canada right now, you know, crime, cost of living, housing affordability, why is this a priority for city council? Yeah, Lindsay, the major issues facing cities right now seem to be rising at a compounding rate all across Canada. Like inflation has been fluctuating around the 5% mark, violent crimes have been rising year over year without fail for almost a decade, and issues like these affect every Canadian and are challenging to solve. Cities might believe that showcasing these anti-racism initiatives might appease citizens or make them look good in the public eye. Initiatives such as these, in my opinion, are more about political optics than addressing tangible concerns. With cost of living, crimes, and homelessness being such pressing concerns that impact citizens' daily lives and well-being, I would prefer if government entities prioritized helping Canadians stay afloat. As the world sees footage of Hamas kidnappings and rockets firing into Israel from Gaza, many Israelis are confined to their homes or shelters. One of them is Yaniv Moses, who has been unable to leave his home since the air raid sirens first sounded Saturday morning. Moses told True North, quote, you have to run to a safe place in reference to the protocol when the sirens blare. For the 17-year-old and his family, that was his parents' bedroom. After the sirens, you have about 90 seconds to get to shelter where you have to stay for 10 minutes until the siren sounds again. Over 3,000 rockets were launched from Gaza on Saturday alone, with 1,500 more in the days since. More than 1,000 Israelis have died and Hamas is holding dozens of captives, including children and seniors. Despite being near the front line, Moses was seeing much of the same footage the rest of the world was. Two stood out as particularly jarring. 
In one, a dead Israeli soldier is being stomped on. In another, a girl finds her friend's burnt dead body. Moses, who lived in the United States for three years before returning to Israel, fears there's no good outcome to this conflict. He said, quote, even if we win this war, we don't win. There's no winning when you lose more than a thousand people that have been tortured and murdered. You can read the full exclusive at www.tnc.news. Lindsay, in your opinion, how will this conflict, if ever, be resolved? Hamas seems to be determined to eliminate Israel by any means necessary. Yeah, Isaac, it's it's a very complex topic. At this point, Israel is saying that 1,300 people have been killed in Israeli territory, and now officials in Gaza are saying retaliatory strikes have killed more than 1,400 people, Palestinians, people living in Palestinian territories, and wounded more than 6,250. I think what we can all say for sure is we oppose... Hamas, a terrorist group, killing civilians. We all think it's dreadful that civilians are implicated in this. As for the rest of the details, so much remains murky and accounts on social media seem to be changing by the minute. You know, at first we saw those videos of women being paraded around in the streets. One woman was apparently nude and tied up in ropes and The terrorists were driving her around in a truck. She was surrounded by men. And now we have apparently the Israeli defense forces saying that there was, they can't verify any claims of sexual assault or rape. So it's just very confusing still. And I don't think we can rely on the accounts we're seeing on social media. Western University's mandatory anti-racism e-learning module was leaked on social media, exposing how students are taught racially charged and ideological lessons. The London, Ontario post-secondary school is forcing their staff, students, and faculty to pass a 45-minute e-learning program before November 24th. Some of the module's contents uploaded to X revealed a series of highly contentious and racially inflammatory claims about white people and people of color, including the idea that certain behaviors are linked to race. The module begins by narrowly defining racism as prejudice plus power and the belief of superiority of white people over non-white people. The module goes on to claim that white people hold internalized racism, private prejudices and biases about members of other races that reside inside the mind and body, while black people hold internalized oppression. The module also defines institutional racism as policies that result in better outcomes for white people rather than black people, people of color, and indigenous communities. Despite Western requiring that all students must complete the anti-racism module, some have opposed the teaching of divisive social theories. One student who spoke to True North last week said that the content being taught in the anti-racism module is upsetting and concerning. Isaac. How does this anti-racism module help students and staff? What is happening at Canadian universities? Yeah, Lindsay, as a recent university grad myself, uh, the woke virus contaminating Canadian universities is definitely an issue that resonates with me, especially coming from the arts side of university. Having been in a communications program, uh, I definitely worry about the woke aspect in universities. To me, one key part of university has not only been learning, but discourse. Classes and seminars were not just a place to go learn, but a place to have real discussion and debate. When classes are taught 
from a one-sided or biased nature, uh, this can be problematic. And some universities seem to be pushing the idea that white people are intrinsically racist and that they have a distinct advantage over every other race in society and that only whites can be racist. And I imagine there are many students who would love to speak out against this, but are scared of being canceled or becoming an outcast, which obviously points to the downfall of discourse uh, within universities. Yeah, you pointed to this. These anti-racism trainings are perpetuating the naive idea that racism is about white people versus non-white people. But when you live in a multicultural part of Canada... You listen to what Chinese people have to say about black people, what black people have to say about natives, what Hispanics have to say about Arabs, and they are racist, and it has nothing to do with white people. Um, White people are probably actually the least racist because we've been taught our whole lives how wrong it is. Do you think, Isaac, we're witnessing the decline of Canadian universities? Yeah, I believe that we are witnessing the decline of Canadian universities this kind of circles back to the lack of discourse within universities. It seems really rare that students have been able to speak out against the ideologies pushed by their university. If a university takes a certain stance on a political issue, then students are expected to follow suit. If the professors and deans of universities are going to continue to push such woke garbage, I'm not sure how universities will bounce back towards normalcy. I do think that the change needs to come from within the staff, but of course, it's the students that become the staff by continuing with their scholastics, taking their masters, their PhDs. So I, I, I don't know what, what the fix will be. What do you think, Lindsay? It's sad to see Canadian post-secondary institutions increasingly become low-quality diploma mills for international students and then social justice indoctrination centers for domestic students. Canadian universities attract international students because we are known for academic excellence, but I don't know how long we'll be able to coast on that reputation because in many cases, Canadian universities are simply not places of high standards or academic excellence. And yes, the anti-racism trainings, the diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI ideology has a huge part of that because there's such a focus on righting the wrongs of the past even if that means ignoring or not exploring different areas of study. There's also a huge focus on alleviating guilt for being born as a settler or whatever they want to call uh, white people. Anti-racism training is not helpful. It stifles conversation. It stifles open inquiry. And it really only helps the people implementing it feel self-righteous and I mean, it pays their six-figure salaries. That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live today at 1 p.m. Eastern, and Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner will be live at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Bye.